everyone. Welcome back to Beans Bops. I am your host, Emma. Today is actually my first time in an actual studio since March 2020. So this is really exciting for me. I am so happy to just be in here. It's a better vibe than being in my room, I'm not going to live. So let's just get right into it. I have so much to discuss with you all this week, but let me just start off with my most exciting updates for now, which are concerts. So recently, I went to Boston to see one of my favorite bands, which I've talked about in Goons Talk Tunes and, of course, my last episode, which is Lainey. So for the first time, I saw them, and it was such an amazing experience. Um, They have been one of my favorite bands since I was a freshman in high school, so it's really interesting (laughs) coming full circle and seeing them for the first time um, after three albums have been released since I've been a fan, so that's kind of funky, but... The show was at the Aganis Arena, which is Boston University's hockey arena. So if you go to UMass, it's a, it's slightly smaller than the Mullins Center, which I honestly thought it was bigger. I mean, I haven't really been there in a few years, so I was kind of surprised at the size of it. I looked the morning of the show on Ticketmaster, and I saw that half of the seats were still for sale, which I was genuinely shocked at because I feel like Lainey's, like, kind of a popular band amongst college students but maybe that's just a bias because I love them so much but I guess that they have a smaller side of fan bases in Boston compared to the other bands I've seen there um I've seen the 1975 and 21 pilots at the Aganis Arena so it was definitely weird seeing half the arena empty Like, I saw 21 Pilots when I was a freshman in high school, and it was sold out. They sold out two nights. I used to be the biggest 21 Pilots fan back in the day. I haven't really listened to any of their new stuff besides, like, Shy Away, and I really like that song. Maybe I'll I'll dip my toes into them a little bit more again. But anyways, I kind of felt like Lainey got robbed playing at this large venue (laughs) if they don't have as many fans in Boston. They came out said that they love playing in Boston, was saying that Massachusetts is a very academic state and that everybody in the crowd is very smart compared to them, which I thought was very funny. They played at Radio City Music Hall the day before and just like seeing on social media on their like fan pages and their tagged pictures and even on their own Instagram, Radio City seemed like it was nearly sold out. It was very full and lively, which <laughs> I kind of feel bad based on the the duality between Radio City and the Aganis Arena. But anyways, moving on, the opener was Keshi. And I have never really listened to Keshi before. My roommate Nalima tells me that he has a really big fan base. And I noticed that because most of the people that were at the Aganis Arena were for Keshi. And I really liked his music. It It was kind of falsetto, very chill, very instrumental, but it's just one person. I thought that he was a band. And a lot of the people after his set ended, a lot of the, his fans left. So, (laughs) which it emptied the Guinness Arena even more. So that, that was really interesting. I've never had a concert experience quite like that, where most of the fans are there for the opener. But um, I think that some people stayed for Laney because I had some people sitting behind me ask, 
what songs they were playing and ask the name of songs. I watched some people pull out their phones and turn on Shazam at the concert, which I thought was really funny. But yeah, so that was my, that was the opener. And then next is Lainey. And let me just say, I have been to more concerts than I can count, but for some reason with the show, I was particularly surprised and also thrilled when Paul Klein, the lead singer, came out. Normally at a show, it's like seeing a small person run around the stage, and I don't usually associate them with the band that I'm seeing and don't think of them as like a real person when they're standing right in front of me. But for some reason, his presence seemed more human than usual. I think it's because Lady resonates with me so much, or maybe it was because it was my first indoor intimate show that I've been to since the beginning of the pandemic. I've been to on like a few outdoor shows, which I've talked about before, but this one was my first indoor show. Um, and the set list was mostly songs from the new album, GGBBXX. But actually, I, it had me really enjoy the songs a lot more. I know last episode I kind of talked about how I didn't love the album. It wasn't really my favorite vibe compared to some of the other songs that they've released before and some of the other albums that they released before. But they played a few that I actually added to my October playlist. Um, X I Never Had has become one of my favorite songs by Lainey. It's just kind of a, a fun, energetic song. Um, and at our show, they added If You See Her to the set list, which I was so happy about because it's one of my favorite songs from Malibu Nights. It's actually about Dua Lipa. If you Google it, <laughs> Paul Klein and Dua Lipa dated for a little bit, and he wrote pretty much all of Malibu Nights about her. So I, f I feel kind of weird when I'm listening to my playlist on Spotify, and I'll shuffle it, and I'll have, say, If You See Her. <laughs> by Lainey as one of the songs and then the next song is like Love Again by Dua Lipa it's <laughs> I feel like I'm in the middle of something messy but anyways <laughs> other songs I was really happy to hear live were Hurricane, Hurts, and Super Far um, a lot of the people knew Lainey's older stuff too which made the show super fun um, they had so many very dedicated fans it's kind of a thing at Laney shows to have the people in the front of the barricade in the general admission area hand up roses to Paul Klein. And I think like 10 or 15 people brought roses. So it was really cool seeing like how dedicated all these people were to the show. So I'm really excited to see them again. Next up on the concert list, I am going to see Steely Dan in November with my dad. So... That should be really fun, considering this is my second Yacht Rock show. I have always said that I wanted to see Steely Dan at some point in my life. I think that now is the time, because I'm, I'm old enough to enjoy it, and they're also getting older, so who knows how much longer they'll be touring. But over the summer, I saw the Doobie Brothers outside at the Iowa State Fair with my dad. So they were performing with Michael McDonald, who... He used to be a singer for the Doobie Brothers. He's very famous. If you listen to any Yacht Rock, if your parents turn on Yacht Rock Radio on XM or even on Spotify, um, <laughs> it was really interesting hearing all these classic songs that I've been listening to my entire life in person and not from a radio, from the people that were actually on the stage. So I really like Steely Dan. I'm hoping that I have a similar experience. I was kind of raised on them. <laughs> My family loves Yacht Rock. 
I was I was one of the youngest people at the Doobie Brothers, so I'm guessing it'll be the same with Steely Dan. Um, I'm not really sure. I think that they actually have a decent amount of younger fans. I know Nikki, my former co-host, <laughs> really likes Steely Dan also. Maybe I'll see him there. Um, I know Steely Dan's discography a little bit better than the Doobie Brothers, so I think I'll fit in despite my age difference between most of the crowd. And now I am so excited to share this, but I got tickets to see Coldplay this summer. I signed up for Ticketmaster Verified Presale, which I've never used before. So I guess when you do it, you put in your information in what location you want to go to for the show. And they like run you through a system and make sure you're like a dedicated fan. That could be wrong, but that's what they said on the thing, which I was so surprised about. I don't know like how they kind of do that. Maybe if I bought tickets before and they know that I'm going to buy them again but you need to get approved for it, and then you they send you this pre-sale link, and only your account can be connected to it, and you get to buy tickets two days early. So I initially logged on to Ticketmaster at 10 a.m. when it opened up, and everything sold out nearly immediately, and then the rest of the seats were like seats very high up in the stadium that were not worth the money for me personally, because if I didn't feel like paying $100 for a ticket to have a seat in the complete highest last row in the stadium. So I decided to be patient, and I waited a little bit. I waited until about 2.30 in the afternoon. I was actually sitting in my lecture hall in class, <laughs> waiting for class to start, and I noticed that some tickets opened up. So I actually found some really amazing seats for a really good price that were right off the floor. So I I don't know about you guys. I am I'm small. <laughs> I can't really see if I am on the floor. So I need something a little bit higher just so I can <laughs> see the band because I want the full experience and I don't want to have to look at the big screens the entire time that they put up by the stage. So we got those seats. I am going with my dad to that also. He's going to be my concert buddy for the next year, it seems. It is the Music of the Spheres tour for Coldplay. Um, I, I saw a head full of Dreams tour twice, and it was honestly such an amazing show. It's actually one of the highest grossing tours of all time. You can look it up. So they know how to put on a show. They know how to sell out arenas. I think 10 of the shows in this tour are sold out already, which is insane. And it's not even a bias because they're my favorite band, but... They play so authentically when they're on their tours, and they release so many live shows as albums for a reason. They have, like, Live 2012, and then they have the Head Full of Dreams live tour, Ghost Stories live. Um, it's because Chris Martin's vocals are always pristine, and I love the environment they produce, and so does the crowd. Like, you can just hear the energy, even when you're listening to the live tracks. It's just so fun. In some instances, I listen to the live songs more than the actual recorded ones, if I need a little energy boost. In a documentary called Live 2012, Chris said that he put, always puts everything out on the stage because it could be someone's first show or someone's last show, and that really resonated with me. Because I, I just really wish that all artists treated their shows like that. I know sometimes if there isn't enough energy, the bands don't perform as well. But they always leave it all out on the stage, which I love. And on the topic of Coldplay, the new album Music of the Spheres dropped. And I was pleasantly surprised. 
Their last album, Everyday Life, was more of a grungy, nostalgic, um, kind of very similar to their old music from their original EPs and a combination of the albums Parachute and A Rush of Blood to the Head. It was just dark and very, it seemed like Chris was reminiscing on a, a lot of things that had happened in his life. So it came out at a weird time. It came out in November 2019, so that was just about when the world was kind of coming to a close. I think we, we kind of just had a brief period of that album before things kind of hit the fan. So nobody really absorbed it. Nobody really listened to it as much. It featured a lot of songs about social justice issues, and they just never hit the pop wave. They weren't very upbeat. They had, like, Orphans and Arabesque, which were their singles, but I don't think that they really hit the charts at all, and it's kind of unfortunate that an important album like that didn't take off as expected. So Music of the Spheres is kind of like a redeeming album from that between A Head Full of Dreams, Everyday Life, and now Music of the Spheres. So for this album... It's very similar to Milo Zilato in A Head Full of Dreams. It is really upbeat. It's vibrant. It's about love, which is all about what A Head Full of Dreams is about. Also, they gave little buttons that say love and posters that say love away. And even when they did the Super Bowl halftime show, they were all about spreading love. So I think that they're kind of sticking with that after moving on from that very weird emo period. (laughs) The singles from this album are Higher Power and My Universe featuring BTS. And My Universe has really launched up through the charts and has seemed to bring Coldplay's popularity back to life. I checked yesterday and My Universe had about 200 million listens on Spotify, which I was so surprised about because when I first heard it, I was like, oh, people aren't going to listen to this. I was kind of doubting it, but they're, they're currently the most the fifth most popular band or artist on Spotify right now. I think it might be with the help from BTS that the song kind of launched because BTS has a very, very dedicated fan base. If any of you are on Twitter, you know that they get hashtags trending all the time. (laughs) I think in order to bring back the vitality of Coldplay, they needed to make collaborations with BTS. And also they have a song with Selena Gomez on the album to kind of bring in a newer generation of fans. Many people stay with Coldplay for their older albums and don't necessarily cling on to their newer albums as much, but Music of the Spheres has the ability to hook on newer fans, I would think. Um, Moving into some of the songs, Humankind has similar rhythms to songs from Milo Zilato, like Every Teardrop is a Waterfall, but also has the same undertones from songs like Rainy Day from the EP slash sister album to Viva La Vida called Prospects March, which is an amazing EP that I would recommend everybody listen to. I really wish that it was released as a full album because it's just that amazing. But I really enjoy Humankind. It has some 80s synthesizer flair mixed in as well, which is very special. Beautiful, which is another song, has the same distorted high-pitched vocals from the artist Angel Moon, who is actually an anonymous figure. I believe it's likely Chris Martin just playing with his vocals in the studio a little bit, kind of getting at a a higher pitch. But this voice is also featured in the song Cry, Cry, Cry from Everyday Life, which is a beautiful song. It's very healing if someone needs it. Um, Beautiful is about universal love. It has more of a calm tone to it. Um, I find it very relaxing. I, I really enjoy it. 
I think that other people would enjoy to maybe on their walks or just <laughs> making food at home in the kitchen. Good to have as a background song. And now I am going to move into my favorite song off this album, which is called People of the Pride. I texted my friend Sam about this song because she also loves Coldplay so much. And I said, this song reminds me of something. And I did a little bit of research on it. And I think I like this song so much because it was originally written for the Viva La Vida album, but it was removed and reworked. It's very much a rock song with heavy bass and drums and guitar riffs. It is modern rock with glam rock flair that you would see in bands like Depeche Mode. And I think that this is groundbreaking for Coldplay because they haven't released a song like this since 2008. Um, It's very similar to God Put a Smile Upon Your Face from A Rush of Blood to the Head album. I hope that people enjoy this song and it takes off a little bit because it is very edgy for them. My last note on Coldplay is that as I was updating my Coldplay playlist, it's kind of a, a mouthful Coldplay playlist, but it's called Thank You, Chris Martin. If any of you follow on Spotify, I made it so long ago, you're going to really have to scroll for it. But on the bottom of the playlist where Spotify suggests new songs to add, one of my favorite songs called Ghost Story was recommended for me to add. Now, this wouldn't be weird. But the EP where it came from called A Sky Full of Stars, where it has A Sky Full of Stars, Ghost Story, and some a few other songs, it was not released on streaming pl- platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music in the United States. So I could only listen to it on YouTube, which I thought was so weird that they would release it everywhere else except the U.S. They were like, nope, not for you today. So <laughs> I was really excited when I saw that It was finally on Spotify. I don't know when they released it. They never promoted it. That EP came out in like 2013, 2014. So it must have come on fairly recently. Um, But now I'm excited that I can put it in my daily rotation. And I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I was so surprised about this that I cried for about 10 minutes because I could finally listen to it every single day and not have to put in the work to go on YouTube to (laughs) find it. I also, this is a new update since last night, I'm going to another concert in January to see one of my family's favorite bands called Guster. Um, I've talked about them before. They're kind of like a smaller indie band, indie rock. Um, They all met at Tufts University. They're all from Massachusetts. So they have a really big Boston fan base. I saw them at a drive-in concert last year. And this will be my first time seeing them indoors again since COVID. I think this is my fourth or fifth time seeing them. I've actually DM'd them on Instagram a few times and they respond. I've been in the front rows of their shows. Like I I just really enjoy the energy they put out in their concerts. So I'm so excited to see them again. The concert's at House of Blues. I believe they have two dates. And they are doing some sort of contest where you enter and if you live far away, they'll put... They'll pay for your plane ticket and hotels, and they'll just fly you out to see their shows, which is so cool if you live across the country, because this tour is an East Coast-only tour. So if you're a West Coast person, you kind of got screwed, but you can enter this contest and see. Moving on, let's talk about some other new releases. So Miss Adele. It's been a while since we heard anything from her, but she is back with her single Easy On Me, 
from the album 30. I have heard pretty much only the chorus on TikTok. I've listened to the song fully through twice. In it, I'm not going to lie, this might be a very unpopular opinion, but it honestly sounds like every other Adele song, which is okay. That's why people love Adele. That's why I like Adele, because she has never strayed away from her authentic music. I'm really intrigued to see what her new album will bring. She said in an Instagram Live that it's about divorce, so Adele will really be for the girls with this new record, (laughs) talking about her recent divorce from her husband. Um, I don't know if she's working with Bruno Mars on this one. I guess we'll see. I don't know if it's a solo thing. Her voice is beautiful as always. So looking forward to that in a few weeks. I believe November 19th is the release date for the album. Recently, I watched Saturday Night Fever, and I love the soundtrack. I, I love it so much. I bought the vinyl for it at a record store in the Berkshires in, over the summer, but I had never seen the movie before. And the plot of the movie really threw me for a loop. I really thought it would be about disco and dance and kind of like a footloose, dirty dancing situation. But I was very surprised when it was more of a coming-of-age film filled with teenage angst, sadness, violence, and romance, and dancing. It was, it was a lot, but I, I was genuinely surprised. I'm not sure if I would watch it again, but... I still will be appreciating the soundtrack and playing it on my record player when I need something groovy. Some upcoming releases that I am looking forward to are the new album from Silk Sonic, which is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack's new group. I don't I would say it's like a duo, but they recently released Skate and Leave the Door Open was released back in March, which are two incredibly groovy songs that I listen to almost daily. Um, This album is going to be amazing. I can already feel it. The Torches 10th anniversary album by Foster the People will be coming out soon also. I feel really old because this album is 10. I remember listening to it on the bus in middle school Like it was yesterday, actually. (laughs) I'm excited to hear the anniversary edition of I Would Do Anything For You and Houdini. And also Pumped Up Kicks. I mean, that is a classic song that everybody knows. So I wonder how it'll change. I feel like this album is going to kind of be like a a Taylor's the Taylor's version for Foster the People. So they're just going to kind of amp up their vocals, kind of tweak everything a little bit, make it their own again after this, after 10 years. So... Looking forward to that, hoping it is amazing as I think it is. They have some singles that are from the album that were never released before, so go on Spotify and listen to those. ABBA is releasing an album called Voyage, so I really wonder how this will appeal to the original ABBA audience. I know my grandmothers love ABBA. They kind of got me into them from an early age, so I would say I'm a pretty big ABBA fan, but I think that ABBA has definitely had a resurgence in my generation from the release of the Mamma Mia movies and the popularity of Mamma Mia on Broadway, so I definitely will be giving this a listen. Last but not least, we are looking forward to Red Taylor's version. I am hoping a single comes out this week. I'm hoping and praying because... She teased a little bit of the song Red on Instagram Reels, and it hit TikTok, and I am so desperate for any sort of single from this album. As everybody knows, 
the all too well 10 minute version is coming out i will not be okay for that check on your swifties when red taylor's version comes out because they will be they will be going through a lot i think next episode i will be having my roommates on who are very big swifties and we're going to discuss a lot of taylor's discography because there's a lot of history going on with those songs so looking forward to that To end this episode off, I am going to share some songs that I can't stop listening to in no particular order. I play these songs on my October playlist, which the link will be on the Wire website for. But first song is called Things by Charlie Houston. This is the epitome of a bedroom pop song. Charlie reminds me a lot of the band Litany. I believe Charlie is a college student in Canada, so go listen to them and support smaller artists. The song is amazing. I listen to it when I'm driving, walking to class, doing anything. It is so good. I have recommended it to so many people, and now I'm recommending it to my listeners. Number two, Everybody's Gonna Love Somebody by Alfie Templeman. This song is an authentic, feel-good indie pop song. It's very similar to anything released by Dayglow or Circa Waves. Also, very much bedroom pop. If you are kind of into that, I'm moving into the bedroom pop wave. I have really become accustomed to listening to it. It just puts me in such a good mood. Especially when the weather is kind of gross out, like today. I I need to listen to these feel-good songs to give myself some energy and really push myself through the day. Next is Skate Depot by Chanel Trace. This song is so absolutely groovy, and it reminded me heavily of Kay Trinata, and it makes me want to go to a roller rink and skate around or go on the rail trail. If you're a UMass student, a lot of you know about the rail trail that runs through Hadley. I might have to take my Razor scooter and listen to it and go on there just to get the full effect of the song. Lastly, We have Alive and Kicking by Simple Minds, which is such a classic, uplifting song. I love it. I have really liked Simple Minds in my college years. So this is definitely a good song if you need a boost also. And this weekend is actually Halloween. So I'm going to talk about some spooky songs that are my favorites of all time. The first one is Heads Will Roll, the A-Track remix, very specifically, by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. It is so fun and upbeat, and I listen to it when I'm working out. I listen to it just walking to class, doing anything, driving. I actually made my younger brother listen to it, and he loves the song. He always asks my parents to play it, which I find really funny. Um, And also more of a classic song, Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. I I think a lot of people actually know this one. Your parents definitely have played it for you when you were a kid, so... Those are my spooky songs. All of these songs are on my October playlist on Spotify, and you can follow me on Spotify, which is just Emma Kalnan. It's a picture of me just wearing a white shirt by the beach, so find me there. Follow some of my playlists. Follow me. I like to follow people back and see what they are listening to, and I I get a lot of inspiration from my friends, so be afraid because I will be looking at your playlist and I I will be listening to your music. (laughs) All right, everybody. I will talk to you all soon. Happy Halloween and happy listening. Bye now.